Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Mommy Guide Inc., where we talk about everything and anything that are dear and essential to moms and moms at, our, at heart. For those who are new to my channel, I am Mommy Lala. Our topic this Monday morning is something really important, not just for moms like me, but for everyone in the family. We all know that even as a child, we know that we need eight hours of sleep, okay, as an adult and even more for kids. Getting this much sleep isn't an issue for some, but it is for others. So how has the pandemic affected um, our sleeping patterns? And what are its effects short-term and long-term? How can we get enough sleep? We would want to hear from you and engage with you about your views on this topic. Again, we want to keep the discussion though healthy and respectful. But yes, we do want to hear your point of view. So please put down your comments or questions on the comment section of Mommy Guide Inc.'s Facebook page or Mommy Guide Inc.'s YouTube channel or even my personal FB page. So this morning, it is a blessing to have with us a sleep expert, Christina Grabnikas. Christina is a nurse practitioner who developed a sleep program over 10 years ago for the second largest university in the United States at the University of Central Florida in Orlando, Florida. Um, in 2009, uh, she, she was promoted to the clinical director of the health center at the new medical school in Orlando. From then on, she has taught second year med students, faculty, and staff on how to sleep better. On top of this, there are now two sleep pods in the school's library so that med students can actually take a nap for their health and their memory. So good sleep, good health, good life. This is the mission that Christina has, and we are so blessed to have her with us this morning. And so without further ado, let's all welcome Christina Grabnikas. Hi, Christina. Good morning. Good Hi. morning to you. Good morning. Yeah. It's such a blessing to be on your show. I, I have been following uh, some videos, and it's been super interesting because... I'm also a crafter. I love to do crafts. In fact, today I just finished a, a decoupage picture oh, cool. from three cards that I use. Oh. And um, I finished it for my friend. I love giving gifts that I make because That's to me. That's awesome, Christina. Maybe we can it, also it have you on it, the craft show one of this day. Oh, I love it. I love I'm not. I'm not an expert, but I love to craft. Oh, it's we are not experts things. also, but we love to create stuff, right? <laughs> Yes, it's. I was watching the embossing one. It was so interesting to me. I <laughs> exactly. love it. So, yeah, but thank you so much for having me. So, yes, it's a blessing, um, Christina. Thank you. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, I started this because my students would ask me for sleeping pills, and I would be very upset thinking, you know, how can I help these students that are 18 years old instead of giving them horrible, addicting pills? Let's talk about sleep and how we can improve your sleeping schedule or some tips that would help you. Because sleep is an essential function. It's as important as diet and exercise, but it's easier. It's mm. so much easier. And your body and your mind recharges. So sleep, you wake up healthy and your life is better. Your decision making is better. You're less apt to be you know, hurt in an accident, you don't fall asleep at the wheel. So there's so much without sleep, your brain can't function properly. So we can't craft. 
right? Yes, exactly. That's part of it. So that's what made you start um, this sleep advocacy that you have, right? And that has gone over a decade already, right? Yes, and the pandemic made it even worse because people were really losing their schedules and most people were sleeping too much. They were starting to get depressed. I would have a lot of patients that I had to treat, but it's a fine line between depression, anxiety, and lack of sleep. Because as we know that a patient could come to you and say, you know, I'm very anxious, therefore they're not sleeping well. So if you kind of work together with them, maybe just the simple tweaking of their schedule could save them and help them get out of that anxiety and depression. So there's a lot of positivity in a natural way of trying to figure out what you're doing that could, you know, hopefully I'll help some people that are listening and they can get yeah. some better knowledge. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Christina. Actually, one of the uh, things that we um, struggle about, especially nowadays, in other countries, in other parts of the world, there are actually um, the economy has opened so people can actually go out already in the philippines it's not so still a lot of people have to be you know stay inside for safety reasons and because of that you know um somehow you know before you know you would go to work you would travel you would spend time walking and stuff so you have like a physical activity that you you have to do right so somehow when you get home you're tired so by by 10 11 you, you feel sleepy but nowadays since we're not that physically tired so we extend sleeping hours right so we, we become like zombies watching netflix and all this stuff right and true yeah. right so um well we're a 24 hour we're 24 7 a society we're technology mm-hmm. where we can't shut things off and our phone can be giving us information at 3 a.m so it's a blessing and a curse in, in, in a way because you do want to shut that off. But we'll talk about that, how to, you know, kind of prepare for sleep because those are all important tips. But since our technology has increased, our sleep deprivation has increased. In fact, in the United States, the CDC um, has issued it, a you know, it's a public health problem. Mm-hmm. It's a big, big issue, sleep deprivation. It can affect your blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes. It affects okay. cancer and Alzheimer's. It's very scary. Oh, okay. That, that is pretty scary. Um, we are, we have the uh, already, I think uh, heart uh, diseases are an increasing um, uh, disease mm-hmm. right now worldwide, right? All right. So yes. um, to achieve best quality of sleep for good health, Christina, yes. is there a, like an optimum time and length of time that we actually need to sleep and why okay so as you sleep you move through a series of different stages and they're categorized into rapid eye movement you've heard of REM sleep Mm -hmm. and non-REM sleep so non-REM sleep is in that that's divided into three stages one two three and four kind of combine and you move through the stages you have to call it a sleep cycle and that's what we call sleep cycle A healthy sleep cycle is 90 minutes long. So the longer you sleep, yes, the longer you sleep, the more sleep cycles you have. On the average, people get about three to six sleep cycles per night. So sleep begins with stage one through two, 
followed by three and four, and then finally you go to REM. And our body's got a lymphatic system to drain out the waste and toxins at all times, but the brain's waste disposal system only works efficiently during sleep. So during REM sleep, the brain cells actually shrink to allow the cerebral spinal fluid to flow 10 times faster in between brain cells than when we're awake. That's fascinating to me. Exactly. So the process removes toxins that accumulate when we're awake. And that, you know, it leads to improved skills like concentration, attention, reactivity, decision-making, problem-solving, creativity, um, coordination, social skills, and your overall mood and health. You know, how many of us, if you're not sleeping, you're cranky, you get angry yes. with people. So focus. the brain cleaning helps clear out the toxins. It's called a beta amyloid protein. And that's what builds up in Alzheimer's. So they did a study a couple of years ago. They found that one night of sleep deprivation accumulates that a beta amyloid protein. And that's scary. So we don't want that. We want to make sure we get all of our stages of sleep. Okay, Christina, when you say that it accumulates, um, let's say, for example, I am not able to sleep properly today or uh, then the next day. And then after that, like in my case, I say, okay, I, I, I didn't sleep, like I lacked four hours today. So I will try to make it up the next day. Is that possible to make up for lost sleep? No, it's not really a good idea. And a lot of people try to do that on the weekend. So there are certain things that can help you. Um, getting enough light, 20 minutes of light during the morning is going to reset your circadian rhythm. Everything in sleep is timing. So you want to make sure you get the time in. They're 90 minute cycles. So we talked about that. But the circadian rhythm, you have to have 20 minutes of sunlight to help reset that, that hormone melatonin. And light increases that um, natural light as it disappears in the evening the body releases the melatonin, right? And then when the sun rises in the morning, the body releases the hormone and that's cortisol and that promotes energy and alertness. So getting that vitamin D 20 minutes in the morning will really, really benefit resetting your cycle. Okay? Is there like a time but in the, the morning, most Christina, sorry. Is there a time in the morning for, for, for us to do that? Is there a specific time or? No, what, what I want you to remember is you have to set a going to bedtime and, and getting up. You try to do that at the same time every day. I know it's kind of hard to do that on weekends, but if you can do that for two weeks, you won't even need an alarm clock. And the research shows that before midnight is the most important time to sleep. You get the good quality sleep. You're looking not only for the hours, but you're looking for quality. Yes, quality. So you need right you need good sleep because in in the let's say if you go to bed at 10 p.m you unwind i call it nappy hour instead of happy hour but you unwind put your pajamas on and brush your teeth and do a ritual some people do prayer some people meditate some people put on some beautiful white noise or beautiful classical music um they they journal they do a ritual every night and I usually have my ritual. You know, some people have lavender candles um, and they meditate 
lavender's beautiful aromatherapy infused um, or do you take a hot shower the temperature lowers and that makes you feel much prepared to sleep because the body temperature has a lot to do with amount the good amount of sleep you get so you know you want that good quality sleep just like sleeping on a good quality mattress or a pillow it really does make a difference all right so actually you know to really get quality sleep there's also some kind of preparation right yeah right so actually now i understand right. why you know i thought um i asked my kids to always you know before they go to bed take a you know, take a shower so i announced to me that actually that would actually <laughs> make them sleep better it it's does more help. for for cleanliness and <laughs> the thing that I asked them to do that, right? Because kids somehow... Yes, but they will sleep better. Yeah. And make sure that you shut their tablets, um, all their Facebook, their Instagram. That blue light has got to be shut off. And you, the body needs to unwind about a half an hour before you go to bed. The room has to be dark and cool. That's very oh, okay. important. How about night lamps? No? No, no, even night lights. I've tried this myself. I, I did it myself. The pineal gland will actually note that there's a light. So that affects the quality of sleep. Remember, we talked about quality. Mm -hmm. So I want you to get the best quality sleep because when you wake up, I want you to feel refreshed. So some most adults need between seven and nine hours of sleep. Um, children, I believe, um, you know, as you go, there's different... Um, the younger they are, the, the more... Younger they are, they're longer, correct, stages. Yeah, and so what you want to do is make sure that you unwind and then set a time, like 9.30, let's say, or 10, and then try to get up at 7 or 6, and then you have that goal of every day doing that same task for two weeks. Guaranteed, you won't need an alarm clock because I set my timing... And my body is now nine to five kind of thing. So I know I work nine to five, eight to five. I'm starting to get sleepy, 8.39 at night. And that's kind of my body rhythm. And that's so what you need to staff. there intentionality, right, Christina? So if you exactly. really want to um, attain good quality sleep, we need to train yes. ourselves, discipline ourselves, discipline our children, especially if it's... Oh, yes. Now it's summer vacation here. So most kids are finally you know, um, enjoying their summer vacation. So uh, maybe as for us parents, we have to train our kids, even ourselves, mm -hmm. weeks prior, right? As Christina said, at least two weeks, right, Christina? For for, for that rhythm to become mm -hmm. automatic that we don't even Correct. need a, an, an alarm clock. All right, so Christina, Correct. let's read some comments from um, YouTube. Samantha says, good morning, everyone. Excited for today's episode. Indeed, Sam. All right, and that's very true. For for a bit, my sleep schedule was a mess. Yes, that's, mm. that that has happened for for most of us. All right, and then from Facebook, Miss Ayin is saying hi to you, Miss Christina. And our sleeping <laughs> patterns changed due to this pandemic. I learned how to appreciate Netflix and K drama. <laughs> Do you know K drama, <laughs> Christina? No. Those are Korean no. dramas. They make the best oh, dramas. Oh, we really. have we have. I watch soap operas, so I know yes, that. It's, yes, it's soap very addictive. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, my kids yeah. started to play Roblox. Putting them to sleep at 9 p.m. is so hard. Exactly. Yes. Yes. But I got stuck on Roblox because my <laughs> nephew started me on it. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what am I doing here? 
because it gets really addicting. We had so much fun. But then I thought I better not, you know, I was looking at my time last night. I was babysitting them uh-huh. and I, I said, okay, Saturday night, I'll let them stay up till nine, you know, uh-huh. but I was getting so tired. He was winning and I couldn't beat him. So I finally said, no, we can't do this. We have to unwind. So of course they're not going to like it, but you really need to start doing like a bath or like you say, a shower, a ritual, a ritual, you and your family could do a nice ritual, you know, maybe let's say our prayers or maybe, um, let's think what could happen today. Let's talk about beautiful things, positivity, because you want that child to sleep nicely at night and have beautiful dreams, you know, read them a bedtime story. There's nothing, you know, whatever happened to those days where we have those beautiful bedtime stories. I remember that with my grandparents yeah. and it was so beautiful at night. And I remember the fairy tales. I'll never forget that because you fall asleep thinking about the castles and the horses and the most beautiful woods and enchanted places. So I think we need to get back to the way it used to be, you know, closeness with families and getting together with them. Exactly. Like you do crafting, it bonds the family together. It's a beautiful thing. And I think in the evening, it would bond you and your child, um, you know, to get to that sleeping. That could be your time with that child. And you can make it very fun, you know, so that they look forward to having you read a bedtime story for them. Yes, because it's going to be like, you know, no matter how busy we are, maybe, you know, that special few minutes of their time. If you have already big kids, Right, so it probably is not for bedtime stories, but you know, just um, talk about how how was right. your day, stuff like that. You know, check in, yeah, yeah check, check in, in with them and and show interest and say, hey, you know, I'm here for you, because mm-hmm. a lot of teenagers too had a lot of problem with the pandemic because they were isolated, and yes. we've noticed a lot of depression and suicide with teenagers, and so parents have to be very um, aware of what's happening and and tune in on their feelings because. Usually you'll kind of figure out, you know, in the evening how their bedtime ritual is. If you see them getting anxious, then that would be a good time for them to maybe get some chamomile tea or do a hot bath. Those are some beautiful things to do. Exactly. Christina, um, we know that, the you know, you're losing sleep here and there every now and then. Um, you don't really feel the long-term effects as yet, right? Um, so people are not well, really wary about it. They don't think, oh, no, it's just sleep. But uh, how serious is constant or chronic, you know, um, bad sleeping habits can have on your... And then so how long people, along the way will it you know, manifest in, in your health? People develop like a tolerance to chronic sleep deprivation. And that's scary, even though their brains and your bodies are struggling due to lack of sleep you may not be aware of your own deficiencies, right? So because sleep feels normal, like less sleep feels like it's normal for me to sleep three, four hours. It's not. Mm -hmm. Lack of sleep has been linked to higher um, risk for certain diseases, medical conditions like obesity, type two diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, poor mental health, stroke, and even death. So adults that don't receive a sufficient amount of sleep each night can implement some positive lifestyle and sleep habits in order to log your nine, about seven to nine hours. 
So establish your bedtime ritual. That's very, very important. Maintain those comfortable, you know, temperature settings. But most importantly, Lala, I think everyone needs to make sleep a priority because sleep is as important as diet and exercise for the mind, your toxins, and memory consolidation. You don't want to be thinking, where did I leave my keys? All of that is, <laughs> that is linked. Yeah, me too. All of that is linked to not being able to sleep properly. Because I noticed myself, you know, if you slept really well, the next day you're supercharged with positivity exactly. and you have great ideas and you have beautiful things that come to you because we're, we're, that we're human beings. We need to rest. Exactly. We have so much in our minds during the day, the technology, you have to shut that off. Um, it's detrimental for creativity in the brain, for so sure. Christina, what, what can you give as an advice to those, you know, we're in a global you know, setup right now, right? Before, you, you just have to handle, you know, um, local um, schedules. But for most of us, mm -hmm. our work involves um, global communications, right? So mm -hmm. um, there are actually a lot of jobs here in the Philippines. Um wherein um, outsourced from different countries so there are those who actually um, you know work from like 9 p.m 10 p.m down to like 7 8 a.m the next day so what happens to them the long term so, so sleeping during the day is that okay for them so we've done studies that i got the two nap pods um, which are metro nap pods they're beautiful they were like super expensive and um the airline industry some of the airports have them they look like futuristic nap pods and you sit in there and you uh doze off for 20 minutes naps are good but make sure that you limit the time because that's going to impede into your getting that quality sleep so you want to do no more than 20 minutes naps during the day and it has been proven to help so if you're working night shift, you have to do the same thing like the day shift. Before you go to bed, you want to get reset your clock again, the, the, the sunshine, and make sure your room is dark and cool. It's the same type of thing. The only thing would be different would be your meals, of course, because you're up in the middle of the night. But other than that, when you're sleeping during the day, you have to keep the room dark and cool. No, you know, no light. Um, and unwinding it's the same same ritual routine there's not really a difference and it should be um, people with jet lag too you have to start shaving an hour a day until you get to that time where you are in that country so if you're flying i know to the philippines isn't it 24-hour flight yeah from almost the united states from florida from where you are i think uh it took us uh, 16 hours so um Go down Detroit and wow. take another flight towards uh, Florida. So that wow. was the route, wow. uh, the route we usually take to go there. It's and the how did you feel there. after that? That must have been tiring. Yeah, and but you know, uh, including all the stopovers and waiting, yeah, it might take around twenty-four hours. In yeah, ride. yeah. So, anyways, so, uh, Christina, Sammy wants to say hi. Hi, Sammy. Hey, Sammy. Yes. How are you? Yeah. That's so nice that he stopped in. Yes. Thank awesome. You. Thank you, Sammy. 
All right. Um, also, Nat, Mommy Nat says, I sometimes take melatonin to get me to sleep. But 60% of the time, it doesn't work. I hear this a lot. You mentioned about melatonin, the the norm, yeah. the naturally occurring ones in the body, right? You said that to trigger Correct. melatonin. Okay, so some people. I would lo- I would yes. love for her to do the the actual vitamin D and get outside with the sunlight. That's going to reset the melatonin for sure. Um, I tried melatonin. I'm not. I mean, it's for me. It's not the way to do it. I I didn't have a great reaction to it. I was very groggy. But then people are different. So you can try four milligrams. But before I tell anybody to do anything, make sure you're going through your physician or your primary care doctor because you could have a sleep disorder and sleep apnea. And those are other issues that we can talk about another show. Mm. But um, you want to make sure that you are not, um, you know, stopping sleeping or breathing during the night. Right. So that could be signaling sleep apnea. So, you know, make sure that before, yeah, make sure you, before you take any medication, even melatonin, Mm. check with your physician and make sure that, or nurse practitioner or whoever you see as your primary care, Mm -hmm. that they can get a sleep log. Usually they look at two weeks of how you're sleeping and then they could recommend it. You know, you could try four milligrams a night. Um, I know between four and eight is okay, but you don't want to be too dependent on that see i like to do more natural things you know yes and exercise exercise oh exercise yeah actually that's new to me no that you know i thought that you know yes of course it's good for the health to go out into the sun or early morning especially when my kids were still babies right you're yeah prevent jaundice but then i didn't really know that you can actually do that to reset Right, your yes, your melatonin. Um, body clock, yeah. right? So yeah, exactly. so that melatonin, which is needed for optimum sleep, can kick in Correct. again, right? Correct. All right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So that's it, Mommy Nat. How about Brian? Brian Paul says hi. Hi, Brian. Says hi. Hey, Brian, how are yes. you? Hi, and Lovey Me as uh, is also wants to say hi to us. Okay, to you and me. Nice. Yes, Lovey. Hello. Hello. All right. So finally, we go to um, tips and techniques, Christina. That um, yes. yes, I think everybody's excited about. You know, how are they gonna? Okay, so we want to really get this quality. We understand that it's important. We want to do it, but how? As Mommy Nat said, um, she even tried melatonin, but sixty percent of the time it doesn't work. All right. So right. what can they do? So what you want to do is make sure that you, um, you know, you you get your best sleep by having the bedroom um, very conducive to sleep. Your your bedroom is your sanctuary. That's usually where you want it to be a beautiful place, a good pillow and mattress. So you're accumulating exhaustion and that's going to be happening every day of your life. I couldn't believe that the research shows one out of three people don't get enough sleep. So um, the next slide we'll look at. The next one is this one. Yep. So you want to do the consistent schedule like we talked about, making sure you get up at the same time, go to bed about the same time every day for at least two weeks until you can get a natural rhythm. Um, And that will reset your... uh, your rhythm and your circadian clock. 
right. The next slide, go to bed, get up. That includes weekends. You want to do seven hours. After 20 minutes, if you can't sleep, my recommendation is, is to get up, go to a room and start reading with a dim light. Only go back to that bed when you are nodding off. Even if it's four in the morning, you got to make sure you get up at that same time though. And your oh. body will start noticing. Yes, there's been a lot of research done that after 20 minutes, adrenaline kicks in. So you're going to be tossing and turning. So the researchers recommend getting up, going to a room, reading with a dim light, only go back to bed when you're really wanting to sleep and that will help. Wow. That's a good, that's a good uh, suggestion. Christina, I normally experience this. I'll just force myself mm -hmm. to sleep and close my eyes, but sleep no. doesn't come until like, I, I don't know what. So no, you're, you just you're, have to stand up. you're messing up your cycles, remember? And you're not getting the good quality sleep. All right. So better go up, read a book. All right. So the next one is this one. Okay. So you want to do your bedtime ritual an hour before bedtime. Mm -hmm. And I put on lavender, you know, maybe some beautiful lighting. You can have um, music candles if you like, uh, a ritual, chamomile tea. Um, some people love, you know, relaxing herbal teas are nice too. All right. The pictures are so nice, Christina. Aren't they pretty, the lily? And never drink caffeine after 3 p.m. because the half-life of caffeine is seven or eight hours. So that will disrupt your sleep cycle for sure. No tea with caffeine after three either. Oh so my. anything with caffeine is very, very bad after 3 p.m. Okay. So a lot of people, like after dinner, they want to have tea or coffee. That's why they're not sleeping well. You have to have that good sleep. Mm -hmm. So probably just hot water instead, right? Okay. Or yeah, or some juice or something. But, you know, you could do tea that's not caffeinated. And then only use your bedrooms for sleep. You don't read in bed. You don't you don't watch TV in bed. I know people won't like this. And um, you don't want to eat in bed. You don't want to. Bed is signifies sleep. And that's why that rule was when you get up, go to a room and start reading in a dim light. Only go back to the bed because your body will start thinking, ah, bed, sleep. And it works. I'm so guilty really of this, Christina. I think a lot of us are actually work from home, work from bed. <laughs> so actually You can work like from, from your bedroom, but work in a station near your bed. Not Don't on the work bed. In your bed. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's the key. All right. Another new um, thing for me. All right. Mm -hmm. Next one. Don't eat a large or spicy meal four hours before bedtime. That's super important because your gastric, you know, you've got your gastric um, problems going on and your enzymes, you're not going to be able to digest the food and therefore that will keep you up at night. Okay, so during my crafty nights, Christina, I normally like mm -hmm. finish around midnight and after that I'm a little bit you know, that's the time I eat my dinner <laughs> or sometimes I eat oh. again because I become hungry. So that's actually bad. That's bad. So you need to eat. If you go to bed at 10 p.m., then you need to eat at least four hours before 
or three hours. These are meals. Like you can have snacks. Snacks That's is okay. okay. I'm talking about big, big, large meals. You don't want to do four hours before or spicy meals. You can have dinner, but it's not going to be that heavy, especially with spices and that type of thing. All right. Especially for people who have GERD, right? Like you. GERD, exactly. And then 30 minutes of exercise, they recommend five days a week. You have to be regular. Um, this will actually increase the, the you know, your um, hormone levels and it's going to help you feel much refreshed. It's going to make you sleep much better and give you that good quality sleep. Okay. And then... And then timing your naps, 20 minute naps are really good to have. Um, you can do that daily if you'd like. Um, there's more and more research from Harvard now that has said that they're finding that people that nap are feeling so much more refreshed if they're not getting the good quality sleep. Oh, really? I thought, you know, in the Philippines, normally um, kids are asked to nap in the afternoon. And normally yeah. it's like a minimum of an hour. So it's actually not good. Should be just no, you want to do 20 minutes, not that long, because it will interrupt the cycles. Mm -hmm. oh, so, and then at night, we have difficulty asking our kids to sleep because they slept a long nap. Because they nap. slept so long. Right, exactly. All right, okay. Hold on. Um, I just want to say hi to Sarah. Hi, Sarah. She wants hi, to say hi. Hi, How are you? <laughs> yes. Nice to see you. Exactly. Great. Awesome. All right. Okay, so time your naps, 20 minutes a day. Yeah. And then... And then you want your bedroom temperature. This is Fahrenheit. So between 60, 67, some people sleep in 70s. The, the point is, and you don't want the fan on because I know some people use that as a white noise, mm -hmm. but that can actually disturb uh, dust and allergies. And then you wake up feeling kind of stuffy. So it could be the fact that the fan has disturbed your dust. So I usually tell my patients don't um, sleep with the fan on. If you need to have white noise, you can have, there's all kinds of apparatuses you can get from crickets to bubbling beautiful water to rain to ocean waves. It's beautiful. And you can set those and there's apps on your phone. There's Calm app. And then on my YouTube channel, I do guided visual imagery. So, and I do adult bedtime stories, which are really fun because I usually stream yes, Saturday evenings. Yeah, yeah so I'll have to invite you and we'll Christina, do that. Um, here in the Philippines, it's very hot. And for people who cannot afford, you know, AC because of, uh, you know, expensive, yes. electricity is expensive. So most most homes have fans, electric fans, like going on. And especially you have to do that. And you know what? I bet you that those people are probably so used to it. That's okay. Um, as long as you know you, you keep them clean that there's no dust that's the only function for that that's the only issue that we have because you don't want the dust going in okay. all right so dust clean your fans regularly and right and then sunlight 30 minutes in the morning you want to reset your circadian clock bright lights glow from electronic devices 30 minutes before bedtime you want to keep your bedroom dark no lights, no night lights. We talked about that. It's important. Yeah. I thought really that, you know, night lights are okay, especially for kids, you know, the babies. Yeah, I did. Well, you know, if it's safety reasons, I don't 
that's okay. I don't think this is more for adults is what for we're gearing towards. Yeah. Okay. And the last one, or I think that's the last one. Or this one. I think this is, and we, yep. So that kind of brings us back to sleep and reading and doing beautiful things for yourself and having a ritual. Because remember, REM sleep plays a role in emotional well-being. So people that don't get that REM sleep, you, you have the decreased ability to deal with stress and anxiety and distractions like motherhood, you know, with children. Yes. And psychologists, they always tell you, and nurse, you know, myself, we, we know that the stress, the importance of sleep on your mental well-being. So when we have a problem during the day, you know, it seems overwhelming, right? Mm -hmm. But during your dreams, the brain is able to evaluate the problem without any interruptions of the external world. So we let go of that catastrophe. All right, and John Colum uh, is here. Hi, John. Okay, he says, catching you live. This is making me sleepy. I hope not, John. Not yet. Yeah, well, but... it did my job, I guess, huh? <laughs> exactly. Right. But it's actually 8.46, so it's okay to get sleepy now. John says, I That's love right. my fan on. It's the cool well, breeze I like. As long as you noise. keep it clean, you can do that. I'll All let right. you do that, John. And then this is a very, it's like a trend nowadays here in the Philippines because they said that Himalayan lights actually can give you like health benefits. Mm -hmm. what do you think about I that? haven't tried that, so I'm not really sure. I would love I actually for that have one. <laughs> Somebody gifted it. To oh, me I would love to. I would love to know more about them. I'm not really familiar with that. Are they the salt lamps? Is that yes? What? It, yes, it's a salt lamp. So a lot of uh, it became like a trend um, early last year because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to, you know, whatever they can to improve health and prevent themselves from mm -hmm. getting sick. So this is one of them. They said that. Putting Himalayan lights near your bedroom or near your bed. When you can use those. I would say, you know, if, you know, you can use them light up in the evening and then dim lights, to, you know, overall, I don't see why that wouldn't, wouldn't be beneficial. I think that would be really cool. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think they're carved out of that pink Himalayan salt. Yes. And um, some people say they soothe allergies or boost your mood. Um, and you know, it's, it's nice because you want to make sure that, um, you know, you enjoy that pink light. Maybe that is the ambiance too. It creates in your home. But, um, I think, you know, I think it would be interesting to know if it does help. I'd love to try that myself. I've actually I used, I've been using it for almost a year now. I don't know. I got it. Oh. December, so not a year, just half, almost half a year. And, um, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just, you know, because of the fact that, uh, you know, like a placebo yeah. effect because you know that it's supposed to give you good, that it actually, I actually have, you know, um, better sleep, but I'm not sure though, right. clinically, if it's, right. that's a correct conclusion. But for my experience, I think somehow it helped. All right. So Christine, yeah, I just want to, life. yes, I just want to tell people where to get in touch with you or how to find you. All right, so if you uh, like what you've seen so far today in our discussion, please go to, uh, we would like to for you to follow Christina. Uh, her Facebook page is Sleep for the Soul. Okay, and her YouTube channel, I think she updates every Tuesday, 7 p.m. I'm not sure about the day, though. Let's ask Christina again uh, when we uh, turn back to her. It's also Sleep for the Soul. 
Alright, and she also has a webpage, sleepforthesoul.com. Alright, and also I would like to invite all of you later at 3 p.m. We're going to have Pavla Borg on the show from distress to distress. Alright, so, okay, and then also please don't forget to um, like and subscribe to my YouTube channel so that, and don't forget to hit that notification bell so that you get updates when we are online. So going back to Christina, at what day of um, the week do you actually like go live from your from your? I, I try to go Saturdays. Saturdays are good for oh, me Saturdays. about seven p.m. Right. time. Yeah, Saturday evenings it's kind of quiet, mm -hmm. and um, it's I, I do so much during the week, and my weeks are busy and my weekends. So Saturday evening I kind of like to do my fun stuff, my passion. This, uh, so it, it's wrong. I said well. Tuesday. It's Saturday. <laughs> all right, guys. It's Saturday. It's okay. 7 p.m. So I mentioned about all your social media handles, right? Soul for the Thank uh, you. No, uh, sleep for the soul. Okay. Can you tell us Thank more you. about what 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 do you what do you do with sleep for the soul? What are the things that can, they can learn from from going to your? So um, I have some articles that I've written and for some sleep magazines, and I put them on my Facebook business page. And also Sleep for the Soul is to invite people that um, want to join. Uh, my email listing is important. I'm going to be working on a retreat um, okay. for people in the United States um, and whoever would love to join. But I'm going to um, organize this for Sedona um, in October. So I want to it's going to be called Healing for Healers. And I'm um, going to have some special guests with sound bowls and meditation and hiking and vortexes and fireside chats and just oh, getting away with would have loved to beautiful, join Christina. Yeah, yeah, beautiful elements of the sky and earth and fire and water and try to get back to beautiful uh, nature and rejuvenate our soul. So sleep for the soul is everything to help promote sleep, articles and tips. And I usually do conferences and I'm asked to do speaking engagements. So that's where you can reach me at and give me feedback or ask me questions there. All right. Thank you so much, Christina. All right. So we just like to um, last few comments. John says, thanks for sharing all your knowledge with us, Christina. I'm heading to bed in the dark. <laughs> after this is over <laughs> yes john we would love for you to do that and practice what yeah. um christina has taught us this morning uh, mm -hmm. for you guys it's evening okay ayan yeah. also wants to say thank you miss christina i've learned many tips from you god bless thank you. you and also oh, from paul okay brian paul i'm good thank you i got a big nap in today <laughs> I hope napping is a good idea. I love my naps. It Me is. too, Brian. But yes. I didn't realize that naps have to be just be, just twenty minutes. <laughs> I yeah. thought naps have you to be longer. You could do up to thirty, but no, no more, no more. All right, all right. Again, thank you so much, Christina, for joining us, and thank I hope you, you come back, especially um, if you. you have already, you know, a fixed date for this. Um, uh, retreat that you are planning and I hope by that time yes. that you know um, we're free to actually go out so that even yes. people from here can actually join. Sedona is a very beautiful place. I've been there once and I love it. The, the Red oh, Rocks. Oh, I have right? never been. So. Oh, I, I've been there. It's it's so beautiful and there's a lot yeah. of communities. Uh, I, I remember Tal, Tala, Talapkepake 
It's like a community Hi. here. It, it's very nice. I loved it. I went there I around Christmas time. All right. Thank oh, you so you. much, Christina. I hope this will not be the thank last. You. We've enjoyed and learned so much from thank you. you. All right. Thank and you. so, everybody, I will hope to see you later at 3 p.m. Thank you. And with that, see you and bye, everyone. Good morning. Good evening to everyone. Thank you so much, Christina. Lots of love from the Philippines. Bye-bye. Bye.